tried. Tried to. (laughs) Troll always starts, if you'll remember. Hello, Absolute Worldy Football Podcast listener. It's a new year. It's not a new season. We had a mid-season break, like cool people do, right? We had a winter break. Winter break? Controversial. There's no winter break in football. Why is there a winter break in the podcast? Laziness. Hey, Kyle. Happy New Year. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I don't have 2020 vision. Oh, okay. What does that... I mean, does that mean that you should do? I think people were tweeting, like, 2020 vision. Were they? Hashtag 2020 vision. There's probably a better, like, 2020 thing. Didn't you see all the people, had like, tweeting uh, and posting, like, decade pics? Like, this is me in 2009, this is me in 2019. I I looked at a picture of me from 2010. Pretty much the same. (laughs) I looked younger. Did you? But not substantially. Was it just the hair-related thing? Oh, Joel, you and my hair. <laughs> Get off my hair, Joel. I love how silent and well-behaved our guest is being, even though she's been here the whole time. Welcome back to the podcast, Gaelic football correspondent, Amy Fleming. That's right! woo 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 Gaelic or Gaelic or We've missed you so much. everyone's favourite moments of Absolute Worldy. I mean, certainly your favourite moments. Definitely mine. Also, she was an international correspondent on the Women's World Cup. I was, You did lots of really good reporting for us. I have, I'm very good. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to Hashtag 2020 Vision. How's that working out for you? Can you see clearly now the uh, teens have gone? That was well, almost I've got, quick. I've got my contacts in and I've been wearing them for three days. So pretty, pretty blurry. Wait, no, you, it's fine. I, in a way that you're meant to take them out? Yeah. Do you put them in saline solution? Yeah. yeah you saline should. or saline? I've got questions Ooh. today. I am on it today. Saline solution. Saline No, sometimes saline. I just fall asleep and leave them in. That's and really I bad for you. You'll go blind. I'm not a good adult. It's 2020. No, people... The world's burning. I'm fine. I can keep them in. <laughs> Probably better not to be able to see, really. Who yeah. wants 2020 vision? Right. Let's not yeah. listen. Who wants it? <laughs> okay. Let's just all okay. go Look, into a bunker. If the world is burning, you Why do want vision. Why are we building vision. bunkers? Why aren't we building bunkers? Yeah, be you remember, in the like, it all went crazy for bunkers back in the day. When? Like, when, <laughs> when Brendan Fraser was in that movie and him and his family oh, went into the bunker. I, I watched that Do you remember? In the Do you remember? It was called Blast from the Past. Was it? It, it yeah. was good. I enjoyed that film. I did. And they all had bunkers back then. It was because of the fear of the fallout of the Cold War. Nuclear holocaust. There was a period of time. I mean, the world is on fire. We should be afraid. I, I we should like, be in a bunker. I don't know if this, be, if this bodes well for the rest of the podcast, but my mind is going a mile a minute. There was a period of time <laughs> when Brendan Fraser was in lots of films and his role was to look innocent yeah. and respond bigly. Bigly? <laughs> wow. If we're talking about saline sailing, <laughs> let's get on to bigly. He had bigly responses to <laughs> things being surprising. Like when he was a Neanderthal man brought yeah. back books. Oh, it. what was that? It was California man. Oh, uh, California man. Like when he was in Bedazzled. I was about to say. Oh, with Liz Hurley as the devil. And he was constantly <gasps> annoyed was and surprised that the devil did things that weren't helpful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it made a lasting impression on me, that film. Really, Joel? Was it the tweed skirt of what's her face? Oh, I thought she was in a red dress. She had lots of different costumes. She, had lots of different, she didn't wear. She, yep, it did. Clearly, didn't make Actually, an impact was, on me. <laughs> it was the bit when he was a Colombia drug dealer, and suddenly he could speak Spanish, and he said with the subtitles, "Sorry, I don't speak Spanish." Oh my god, I'm speaking Spanish, and that was the height of humour for me at that point. That's great. This is the most ridiculous segue we've ever done. Why <laughs> did you know that Brendan Fraser used to be a goalkeeper? Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you had me. It would have been amazing, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> What's well, the worldie of New Year's? Worldie of New Year's? I don't... Is there a worldie part of New Year's? Is it the Oh, fan- I'll tell you what was worldie of New Year's this year. Craig Bloody David. Did you sing it? No. He smashed it out of the park in Brixton. He was like one man show. He was mixing. He was playing the bangers. He was singing. He had the whole crowd. The whole crowd were with him for the entire time. He was there for like an hour and a half. I thought you were going to say. I was at a party. I was at a party, which was a bloody great party. I got messy anyway. But I loved it. I was like Craig David smashing it out of the park. Hang on, you were at a party watching TV. Yeah, because it was so good. Wait, how did you... And he was so happy because it was going so well and that just made me pleased. Did you do that thing that people do sometimes when it's like no one's got the, the, the way to do the countdown? It's what, how we used to do it as kids. The way to do the countdown is put the telly on. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The telly was on because of the countdown. We had done all the countdown and then Craig David came on and I was too drunk to take my eyes <laughs> off it. Is there some kind of irony in rewind when it's just after New Year's? Probably oh. not. Probably not. Nope. I yeah, am on fire today. We all are. Scold. <laughs> what is this show... Live from Brixton. How do you know he was in Brixton? It was in the... Because I've performed in the venue before uh, doing a, a Boomtown-related um, task. Other immersive music theatre festivals are available. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I recognise the venue. What was the venue? Something electric. Do you know what? You've already said that you were hammered. I doubt he was in Brixton. <laughs> I don't think Craig David was on telly. He was on telly! <laughs> Some people on Twitter the next day were not happy with how his performance went, and I. I thought that people were turning. Were, the the game seemed to be, guys, turn on the telly. Craig David is on, but mute it, because apparently it was much better without the sound. Oh, I di- oh, I disagree. Craig. I disagree. Smashed it. He's a United opinion. fan, isn't he, or an Arsenal fan? One of the two. Ooh, one of the Reds. One of the Reds. Did you watch any football over Christmas? Did I watch any football? Over- I did. There was a Liverpool match, wasn't there? There was loads. I mean, we're yeah. going to talk about that. Famously, there was one every three days. Yeah, I had my little brother over for Christmas from Ireland days, and he's a Liverpool fan for his sins. Um, and him and Andrew, who is my fiance. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Um, thanks, guys. Thanks. Just sliding <laughs> that in there. Um, he is a Tottenham Hotspurs fan, so they were watching football on. Boxing Day. That is a Boxing Day did, tradition. Did they do a double screen? Because I sent I, I sent pictures of, to Joel. Mm. We were talking about it in our Christmas special. He was like, I really don't believe that at your house on Boxing Day it's men in one room and women in the kitchen. I sent him two pictures. One of the women in the kitchen and one of the fact that we'd bought another television into the lounge to multi-screen. Oh. They had, the men had all the screens and the women were standing in the kitchen. Well, that's good because back in the day when my stepdad was drinking, he would just go to the pub. We wouldn't see him. Okay. So it's quite oh, nice that you did it at home, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true. Because you can shout at each other from the rooms. And how nice. was transplanting Gaelic Christmas into London Christmas? Went like a bloody dream, but I made my little brother go for a walk and he fell in a puddle. He was not happy. <laughs> well, like Vicar Dibley style. <laughs> like Vicar Dibley style. It looked shallow, but his whole foot went in and he cursed the high heavens. Oh, that, was brilliant. that sounds like the worldly moment of Christmas. For me, yes. For him, no. <laughs> <laughs> for him, it was the flight home. Bless. Well, no, I got him a hot towel shave. He was happy. Oh, he was happy. good. That's a great present. Oh, yeah. He got a free beer. He got a massage. Did you get a good present? Um, I did get a Google Dot or whatever, but <laughs> I I politely re- returned it to my parents. <gasps> Why? Why? Well, I don't really want to be doing that whole... Uh, Google. Oh, is um, that? Is it one of those oh, that listens? You would, you would fall into that quite quickly, I think. Well, I already have a phone to do it with and another branded. Yeah, but you got. Isn't that the one where you can be like, "Hey, Google, play Bon Jovi." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you've okay, really moved into just twenty twenty still. So my <laughs> Bon 
My parents have already got another one. It was e- great in Ali Magbiel. The Echo, the Amazon Echo. Yeah. And over Christmas, they they had it out and they said, Echo, will you play this song? And Echo said, I can't play that one, but you can get Amazon Music for £3.99 a month. Oh, uh, and then it, it went through the whole spiel and then said, playing playlist similar to the song that you asked for. I don't want that in my house. No. Similar. I, I can't believe there's advertising in that already. I want the actual thing or nothing else. As you well know, I've got CD. I've still got a CD player in my, in my second bedroom. That's true. In your second bedroom. Spare room. La, la. I think it is spare room, mate, is what you meant to say. <laughs> no, it's the second well, bedroom. Well, now I've got an image of a second bedroom and a spare bedroom. Well, we've really... Calais, Calais. In classic first episode back after a mid-season break, we've really... Gosh, we've expanded on the football. <laughs> We have. we have. Well, happy Who new year. Needs Glad it. you're here. Are you ready to dive into some this week's worldie and some classic worldie in, in the way that this podcast used to do? I have never been so excited for something in my life. Good. We will be back with all of that after this. Everyone's talking about the football. Do you want to talk with me about football? Yeah. The FA Cup. Woo! What do you know about the FA Cup? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what do I know about the FA Cup? People are happy when they win it. They like lifting it up in the air. Uh, it happens. It's it's an English thing. Yeah. It's just English teams, right? Yeah. But it's not the Premier League. No, and it's the, not. Is it like some teams of lower leagues in the Premier League featuring the FA Cup? Bingo, Amy. <gasps> Bingo. Guys, I know football. I think one of the sort of like common confusions about football in general for everyone who does not like football, but let's say the majority of people, uh-huh. is that there's the league and there's the cup. What is going on? Right, right, sure. And, like, people will get excited about winning the league, mm-hmm. but they also can win the cup and you can win the double, which is both. And the treble. The treble is if you win the European Cup as well at the same time. Right. Very rare. Man United did that when I was younger. In 1999. Is that when? Yeah. Wow. But back to the FA Cup. Uh-huh. So, right, it's the lo- oldest football competition in the world. No way. Yeah, because we invented the game, didn't we, eh? Um, well, dubious. Love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got time to talk about that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yes, and basically the, the, the sort of qualification preliminary rounds for the FA Cup, if you notice there, I couldn't say the word preliminary. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, I and I've done it wrong twice. You've done it twice in a row. Preliminary. Preliminary. <laughs> Camaraderie. Uh, the the qualifying rounds start in like August. Oh, okay. So in the summer when te- everyone else is on the holidays. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The seeing. lower league teams, I'm talking like the complete non sort of semi pro teams, really low down in the football pyramid. How much are they on? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Yeah. They're like Gaelic players. Well, they're on a lot. This is like pretty much amateur clubs, Sunday league clubs. They can start qualifying for the Cup then. But by the first week of January, it's the third round. They call it the third round. Okay. And it's the third round of the Cup proper. And you have 64 teams left. In the third round? Yeah. That's how big it is. How many football teams are there in England? Thousands. But you're right. There are 20 lower league teams and non-league teams surviving from the lower rounds that meet the 44 teams from the Premier League and the Championship. I get That's the third round. Uh, and they keep they play and it's the only competition in England left where if you don't win the game, they have a replay. They don't just go into extra time. Uh, they, a few days later or a week later, they go and play the yeah. game again. Yes. In the other teams. I remember this. Replays are really boring. Why? 
Why? Because the, it's already a packed and congested calendar. Yeah. And you have to go and play the game again. Oh, snooze. Oh, come on. You get to see more football. So yeah. I've got some highlights from this week's third round. Because it's basically, stereotypically, the the sort of heartland of the football calendar. Okay. The third round, everyone loves The media loves it. Okay. You might get a giant killing. Or as it's been called in this century, a cup set. A cup set. <laughs> But hold on, can we go back to giant killing? Yeah. What, like, like an ogre? Yeah, the ogres of the Premier League and Championship slayed. No, 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 they're more like a giant. <laughs> but like, what do you mean a giant? Killing. Oh, like, like as in huge. As in yeah. like a big team being like knocked a big out by killing. David Beckham oh. Goliath. They normally weirdly go giants and minnows, which is a mixed metaphor. That's weird. Imagine a giant trying to pick up a minnow and slip right through I would fingers. watch that. I'd rather watch that than 90 minutes of <laughs> <laughs> so the first highlight from this week's third round FA Cup yeah. was uh, the mental health video that was showed before oh. every game. So they, you know sometimes they have a minute silence before a game. Uh, yes, yeah. This time they had a minute and they, in on the screens of all the stadiums they showed the video. We watched a video before the podcast. That's brilliant. Tell us what we saw in the vid. Uh, in the vid we saw uh, lots of profiles of people uh, looking very sad. And then Deli Ali and Son hugged each other and suddenly everyone was very pleased. <laughs> and it went from black and white to colour. I'm glad you mentioned um, that. And uh, it was basically about mental health and you should all look after it. And it was a very important video. It also featured some uh, women football players. It did. Which was exciting. Um, and yeah, it was a very, very good video. And you did say that the voice, the voiceover yeah. sounded like Joel. It sounded very much like Joel. Just remember to take a minute. Do you know who it was? Who? Prince William. I think that's the accent. Why wasn't he doing like just remember to take a minute for your mental health? Because it is it's cool. I've no, got my own charities, Prince I've got William my own motives. Yeah, yeah, Prince William's got that yeah. eaten thing, yeah, yeah like meat. So it, Are you two auditioning for the crown? What's happening? Don't need to, Joel already sounds like him. I Prince William. Um so right, party paper over here. I have not uh, looked on Twitter and seen the comments underneath, but I bet that the the old school football heads, like not the players, but like or like commentators, but like people who go to games, have been all like, "Oh, kicking off a minute later for mental health, are we?" Oh, well, you know what? You know how when I say it's funny, you should say that. Normally, I'm saying that because we've planned what I'm going to say. Yeah. This time we haven't planned it, but it's funny you should say that. <laughs> Did I was, that really happen? I was at a game on Saturday. Aww. I was at an FA Cup game, Brentford versus Stoke. That kicked off one minute after the, the yep. time it was scheduled. And, yeah. uh, one, um, and there was like a banner on the pitch and the, and the players all came together to do, you know, like teams like do a lineup for a photo. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. time they mixed together, which is always nice for the Aww. photo. Uh, and they didn't do a full minute at Brentford. For some reason, there were delays. It was only about 20 seconds. And the man we overheard, me and my friend overheard yeah. a man next to us say, oh, that was quick. Perhaps they're feeling better. Oh my god! <laughs> oh dear! But he didn't say at least uh, perhaps they're feeling better. Those effing wimps. Yeah, that's you know? true. I yeah. mean, football culture is very much of the man up. Uh, that's the kind of you know historically, yeah, I think uh, so. 
you know, I don't, I don't want to step on your toes, Kyle, with, with like mental health in football, but there have been a lot of footballers who've had very poor mental health. I thought you said that like I'm a mental health in football expert, John. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to bring up some people like Clark Carlisle, who tried to kill himself, Aaron Lennon, who was sectioned because he was found wandering the streets of Liverpool, not looking very well. Uh, but no, but the point being, uh, until recently, a lot of the response was, oh, it's weakness. Oh, what are they? Are they men or are they mice kind of thing? And like to think that's changing. So the campaign's amazing. Yeah, I feel like it is changing, like, culturally. I think a lot more people are open to talking about it. Like, even going home, where I'm from, is a, a military town. So it has that attitude of men are men, you just yeah. get on with it. And even men I've known for years are talking more openly and they're like, it's about time we're talking about it. And Well, linking it in yeah, with the military, Prince William, who's spearheading this campaign of his role with the FA, he's been, he's a military man, as yeah. are most of the members of the Royal Family to some extent. And it's a similar uh, climate, isn't it? It's an atmosphere of manning up in the, mm. in the armed forces. Um, his hope, his sort of like PR line was... Uh, to spread the message that we all have mental health just as we all have physical health. And that's like, that is a nice. pretty standard line these days. I that? like it though, it's good. But our brain is a physical thing. It is physical health as well. Like, it's just this weird separation that people have with it. But mm. your brain moves and does things much like any other organ in your body. So it's physical. True that. If you want to find out more, you can go to see the collaboration between Public Health England, Heads Together, Heads Up and Every Mind Matters. If you look up Every Mind Matters... FA Cup, you'll find the video like we did, and you can link through to their own pers- your own personal health action plan. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, nice. I'm going to do that. Good on you, FA Cup, for well, delaying done. all your games by a minute just so that everyone can take a minute. That is pretty that. huge. That's great. We'll come up with another FA Cup highlight after this. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Football is there for everyone. I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing. I prefer it. And we're back with the curious case of Tom Pope. Do you know who is Tom Pope? (laughs) I don't. I don't know. Joel, when she does know his theme tune, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're going to have to have a theme tune after this. Oh Oh, no, Joel, who's Tom Pope? Uh, Well, what do I know about Tom Pope, Carl? I know that in the summer uh, he sent a tweet saying that he thought that an England defender named John Stones wasn't very good. And then... Do you know what he really said? Yes, I do, yes. He Um, said, I could score 40 goals against him if I was playing him every week. Oh my God, did they bring him on Soccer AM and do that? No, he tweeted that. Yeah, but then did they get him and John Stones on Soccer AM? His team, Port Vale, played John Stones' team, Man City, in the FA Cup at the weekend. So oh they so Port Vale are in League Two. Yeah. Uh, the fourth division of English football. He says, okay. checking the league table. Yes, <laughs> yeah. League Two. And Man City are obviously third yeah, in the Premier like, League. Good now. That's a big gap of quality. Mm-hmm. So Tom Pope's gonna be made to eat his words, or is he gonna live up to the promise of scoring forty goals? He might get knocked happen. But <laughs> guess what happened? He didn't score a Well goal. which team won, do you think? Man City. They did. Three one. Wow. Who scored the goal for Port Vale? Tom Pope? He did. No, run away. He did. did. And apparently John Stones was furious. Ah! 
Did John Stones do anything good in that match? Not really. In fact, Tom Pope Ox. got ahead of him to score the header. <gasps> no, it was it was the other central defender. Oh, boom. But, Narrative. But after the game, yeah. the, the Man City players pulled... They went into the changing room of Port Vale. They pulled Tom Pope into their own dressing room. Oh, come on. To wind up John Stones. Oh, okay. And Tom Pope said, They all dragged me in, the Man City players, but John wouldn't speak to me. Uh, it was a little bit awkward. I shook his hand, but he wasn't too happy. Wow, the wow. drums of football, yeah, everyone. Yeah, right. The, and then Amy, the so what did he uh, then tweet when he got home later that night? Oh my night? God, can I read it? Oh dear. Sorry I can't reply to everyone. It's gone mental. I'd just like to say I was completely wrong and bang out of order to say I'd score 40 a season. It's more like 50. Smiley, smiley, smiley. Enjoy your weekend. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. To be followed by... <gasps> The highlight of my day wasn't the goal. It was Benjamin Mendy waiting outside our dressing room, waiting for a selfie with me to put in their group chat. Ah, Mendy has pants. Lot of applause. Mendy has pants. Mendy has pants. And this is like, okay, he's a lower league footballer. Yeah. He's not on any, uh, maybe a hundredth of the money these other men are on. Yeah. yeah. This is There's a huge discrepancy between them as, as professionals. Yeah. But I can, I saw the goal. I can tell you it was a really top, finish okay but it, didn't, it wouldn't have looked out of place in the premier league even in international football it was a great bit of uh sort of forward play to find the space to get the header great header and he must be pleased as punch yeah. but later that night the story got weird oh my god oh my god there's more are yeah. you gonna make her read this tweet uh well are we gonna read the tweet someone tweeted him <laughs> and said so, uh, this is pope someone tweeted pope so, uh, a fan well, tweeted became, pope so he sent the tweet he said 40 goals a season and then he's gone and scored the goals so then it's 50 goals a season lots of people are now excited by him and you know oh he's famous now let's uh let's uh let's ask him questions for whatever reason and also like he's you know he's buzzing enough of it and he's not famous enough that he's going to respond right so like right, if you right, tweet him he, he someone tweeted him saying uh Popey, you king, predict the World War Three result. Because, you know, hashtag World War Three is going to OMG. Do you not think we should say what he said? I think we should say what he said. I think we should. I think... I think he put it out into the public world and then he's defended it, even though he deleted the tweet. And I think other podcasts of our ilk would discuss it. So I think we should do it. Oh, he God, said, I'm sensing this is going to be bad. Well, just don't read the this bit. Just read that bit. Oh, I don't know if I want to read so it So what's out. the World War Three result going to be, Tom Pope? This is Tom Pope, by the way, not me. We invade Iran, then Cuba, then North Korea, then the Rothschilds. Sick. No, no, no. The sick is, is a spelling problem. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the Rothschilds. The Rothschilds are crowned champions of every bank on the planet. So he went anti-Semitic with it. Smooth move, Tom So he, he, sent this po- uh, he sent this tweet. Uh, people obviously kicked up a big fuss. He, he, he deleted it before morning, so not, he thought... Oh, I got away with that. Not many people saw it. No, uh, it doesn't work like that anymore, does it? Pen attention, Tom Pope. Screen grab, Tom Pope. Screen grab. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't go anti-Semitic with it, even even if you do love the bants. So it's not great, is it? It's not a good look. No, apologise. He well, he deleted it, and then he says, "Have you got his follow-up tweet?" I've got a statement from Port Vale, the, his club. So his club obviously called him in and said, "What have you done?" And he and he said, "They said that he said this." Pope was unaware of any link between the Rothschild family and the Jewish community. Oh, come on. Uh, following the reaction to my response on Twitter about the Rothschilds, yeah, I was unaware. If I have caused offence to anyone, I'd like to apologise enormously, as this was never my intention. Uh, the FA have, are conducting an internal investigation, though, so I don't think He'll this is the banned. end He'll get banned. of the curious case of Tom Pope. What an amazing story, Kyle. But do you... Okay. It escalated very quickly. <laughs> right? I got yeah. Out of hands. Oh, so God. Fast. I got really out of hands. I'm just... It's, 
is there is there a world online that I just am not aware of because I'm not on Twitter where these sort of conspiracy theories yes. are so yes. common that it's, people would think that they could... That everyone, everyone believes that. In Every, the public eye, though. You're in the public eye. If you of, tweet that, you, as a footballer who's I will so say much... This, I will say this as a Jewish football fan I, uh, uh, and someone who lives in this world. <laughs> I have heard more conspiracy theories about that particular... That particular conspiracy theory about um, uh, who runs the world uh, more than any other anti-Semitic Smith. Wow. Genuinely. I mean, and I think football is football players are right. They don't have a lot to do outside of training. He's probably on what five or six grand a week, maybe more, ten grand a what? week. What? And oh, he's lower league. He won't be on that much. I think he's on about ten grand a week. No way. Yeah, I think... not a Port Vale. They don't have any money. Oh, Port Vale. Are they... Well, right, five grand. Two a week. grand, maybe. Two grand, three grand. Two grand a week. None Still of them made that in a month. <laughs> yeah, money that we would all be like, well, that's a hundred. What? He's over. He's probably on about a hundred grand a year, right? If I was he over that, I'd be careful about my tweets. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot to do with his I time. I wouldn't be on Twitter. I wouldn't need I it for work. Not, I'm not going to cast aspersions. He might be. He might be really highly educated, but in general, football players don't uh, go on to do much education after the age of sixteen. Is that because they're already playing? They're football? already professional. They've turned professional sure, sure. at sixteen. They, they can s- do it after their careers. Exactly. End. Um, so. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if footballers spend a lot of time looking at things and reading things which are conspiracy theories because they've got a lot of time on their hands. I, it, I, mm. No way was I surprised by this. I think it's a, it's an absolute classic anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that I'm sure a lot of people online espouse. And also, you know that he hasn't had the PR training because he's at such a lowly club that they don't think he's ever going to need it. Yeah, then again, when Nicholas and Elka did the Quinell gesture, which is a fascist salute from France, at least two famous French footballers from the Premier League tweeted to congratulate him on his fabulous Quinell. Oh my God. So, you know, I mean, footballers are an interesting bunch. To lighten the mood, the FA Cup, as you said, is, is... It's got its own sort of history. Uh-huh. The magic of the cup. The magic of the cup. Oh a my cup god, is that what they say? Oh, yeah. all these things. Oh my god. Time. Why don't they make it a chalice? <laughs> I just mix it up. The magic it? of the chalice. The, the FA, FA chalice. chalice. The FA chalice. It's a real chalice. I think it might be called the FA Challenge Cup. Um, so I also showed you some videos of some goals. You did. Another trope of the FA Cup, a fast, in- a sort of increasing trope, is that it's a it's a sort of playground for very very young players who are getting a chance by their teams after the Christmas pileup of fixtures to give the older players a break. You saw a goal from a teenager called Curtis Jones for Liverpool. Oh look! Was that the one that went whoop and in the in the yeah. tippity top? That was the one. That was beautiful. So quote uh, erstwhile friend of the podcast Reese Owens. Top bins. Top it was bins. absolute top bins. Even got a little tickle on the crossbar, which is beautiful. What did you say about the ball in that shot? So it was going so fast, it didn't even look round. It was yeah. like oval. It was also like it had a little lip on it. It was very exciting. And he's a teenager. Well, no. at the other end of the spectrum, the second goal we looked at, mm-hmm. Aaron Wilbraham yeah. is 40 years old. Oh, God, on him still going. So he's technically old enough to be the, the other good, man's the uh, father. <laughs> Easily. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a good Sunday out, isn't it? So, yeah, that's the other thing of the cup. You get the lower league players who are older versus these kids. It's always a nice that's cocktail. Nice. Yeah. And there was a player for Sheffield United this weekend who's 34, a bit younger. Uh-huh. He's played for 17 clubs. He's had such a long career. That's lovely. Is it? Yeah, because a big problem with athletes is their careers end quite 
young yeah. and they've been so goal-orientated for so long and then suddenly they've no goals and they find it really hard and they get depressed and they don't know what to do with their lives. Back to mental health, take a minute. Yeah, I'm telling you, minute, I'm telling you, if you can minute, have a think, long career. Think about Aaron Wilbraham. Can you say mm-hmm. it in a Prince William voice to close us on the FA Cup? Uh, hold on, that. Yeah, okay, yeah, Eton, yeah. Okay, yeah. Did he go to Eton? Yeah, of course he did, yeah. Did he? Yeah. They all did. Uh, guys, just really out here uh, trying Charles to encourage did. you, yeah, just to take a minute to think about mental health and, um, yeah, tally ho. So that was the third round, and that was this week's World Day. Whoop! <laughs> Shoving crisps into your mouth as I told oh, you yeah. were about to come back. The best thing about that was that you were shoving crisps into your mouth and then you went to not do it. And I was like, nah, go on, do it. it in did. a way that implied that I wasn't going to start recording. It's like some weird cruel manipulation. <laughs> They're also really crunchy crisps. They really are. Lentil crisps. Thoughts on lentil crisps? There are other brands of lentil crisps available. <laughs> Is that important today? Do you have? think we'll get a job with the BBC if we keep doing this? What? That's a BBC trope, isn't it? They can't advertise. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, well, there's no ads. I love that. I just find it funny, personally. Although, that's the BBC chatbot. Keep listening, guys. Keep listening. There are other TV channels available. Thanks, Abe. Just keeping us safe I personally wouldn't want us on telly. So, just to recap on the FA Cup. Yes. Tell me what you learned. So, it starts in August with like lower leagues going, having kickabouts. And then in January is the third round where the the higher up teams come together. There's like three different divisions that all come together at that point, And it's like 60 something teams. And then they all start playing football. And sometimes they have to play a replay, which no one wants because then they've got to spend more money, even though it's more football. Um, you gratify us when you come on. The <laughs> What's the word for when a team that <laughs> is low beats a team that is high? A giant killer. Or? Oh, what was the other one? I got too distracted by Giant Killer and didn't listen. Oh, oh, um, oh, it begins with a C, but it shouldn't begin with a C. A cup set. Oh my god, yes. my job is done. <laughs> yes. Let's move on to yes. the classic world. Oh, always learning. So the classic world this week came out of uh, something that happened at the weekend, actually. Okay. Uh, what would you say if I told you that Southampton won through in the FA Cup third round on Saturday, guys? I'd say that was quite exciting. What would you say if I said they beat West Brom 3 1 at home? Probably predictable. I'd say they didn't. I what know they didn't. What would you say if uh, I also told you they beat Cardiff away 2 1? And the same weekend. And also they beat Huddersfield 2 0. You've lost your marbles. Something's going on. It's all in the third round of the cup, guys. Are you confused? Yes. yes. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> I love this. So, the men's team of Southampton mm-hmm. did indeed, no emphasis on men. I know, I noticed. Indeed, I picked it up. beat championship side Huddersfield 2 0. Okay. And their women's affiliate team, uh-huh. Southampton FC Women, beat Cardiff City. Well done. They did. They all beat them 2-1 away. Both in the third round of the FA Cup. One in the men's tournament, one in the women's tournament. But there was a third yeah, result. Yeah, what's going, going on there? What is going on, guys? <laughs> what was the third result? You're killing me. It was. I told you, it was West Brom 3-1. Oh, you did say. Um, did. Well, kind of let me let me introduce you. To Southampton Women's FC. No, you already did that. No, he said Southampton's FC Women. This is bullshit. No, you've got FCW or WFC. Keep up. Just call yourself something else. You called yourself a football fan. Southampton Women's FC, and this is where they're our classic worldie this week, just happened to have a remarkable eight 
women's FA Cups to their name. They have won what? the trophy eight times. They are the second most successful club in the competition history after Arsenal. Um, but they have nothing to do with Southampton FC. So they are two completely different things. Do they have a different badge? Uh, yep, they're nothing to do with them. They've never been affiliated with Southampton. They're just they were just a team from Southampton. Right. Southampton so then, but at some point, Southampton FC decided they wanted a women's team. Exactly. And so, whoever was in charge of names. So they were so so did Southampton, a terrible job. Southampton terrible women's job. F- Southampton women's FC. They were they were going for. They're based in Romsey, which is just outside of Southampton, actually. Okay. Uh, but they they. Came up at a time, this is where they're a classic world, 40 years ago they were formed. Uh, they came up at a time when, I think we've spoken about on this podcast before, but the FA had essentially banned women from playing football. Oh, yeah. Um, which was obviously meant that starting a football team was incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Having said that, eventually an amateur FA Cup was formed and this team was formed. And oh they... God, it's like a league of their own, isn't it? Exactly. Love it. And they became the most successful team of that time. In fact, the most successful women's team until uh, Arsenal came through and the game became more professional. Arsenal ruined um, everything. I hate Arsenal. <laughs> I mean, other teams to hate are available. (laughs) So they reached all of the first nine finals and ten of the first eleven and they won eight of them. So when did the Women's FA Cup start? Uh, 1970. Okay. Can I ask how many teams were in this league? Uh, you can ask. I don't know. Don't also, know. it's a cup. It's not a league. It's a cup. Or a cup. I mean, uh, if there was like huge, three teams, not, then that's like... Admittedly, not a huge amount, but more than you'd expect. Good. Um, and they uh, they also contributed to one of the most extraordinary stories. <gasps> um, one of their key stars players was a forward called Sue Lopez. She Ed. had a 20-year playing career and she won 22 England caps in that time. What? She was the first English woman to play semi-professional football as an overseas player in Italy in, guess the year? 1976. 1971. Oh, Go on, Sue. Sue Lopez. And played for Roma. Sue Lopez. Yes, Lopez. At a time when it was genuinely hard to be even a semi-professional footballer in this country. Um, How she, look? When she Lopez. came home, she... How Lopez can you go? How Lopez can you go? Nice. How Kenny Lopez? That was better. <laughs> she uh, she was instrumental when she came back from Italy, uh, I think to rejoin Southampton. She was instrumental in organising the first England Women's International who played at a football league ground since 1921. Come on, so Lopez. 50 years, there wasn't a single Women's International played at a football league ground because the FA had banned women from playing football because it wasn't considered... Well, actually, I mean, to be honest, what, as we spoke about previously, reason, the main reason the FA banned women from playing football is that the women's game was more popular than the men's. And after the First World War, this was deemed uh, not OK. So also, we, as, as we found out back in those episodes as well, it's not good for the woman's body to play sport. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. So, Too far from the kitchen, lads. We can't survive. Exactly. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, and that's just because of the snacks. That's what you don't know. <laughs> We're filling up from the Kyle's family Christmas. <laughs> women eating in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, uh, to continue on our classic world, you being Sue Lopez and Southampton FC. Oh, God. Southampton Women's FC. Yeah. Um, so, uh, she uh, once she retired, she became only the second woman to gain the FA Advanced Licence Coaching Qualification. Come on. In 1999, she was named the Sunday Times Female Coach of the Year. Yes. And in 2000, she became an MBE. Um, so... Back to this weekend. They both won. It gets more interesting. <gasps> Southampton FC women. Yes. 
Oh, that Carla's just brought up a lovely picture of Sue Lopez. Both a playing, double picture. Both playing football in the background and pictured in front of it, smiling in front of her own picture. She looks formidable. She's got great teeth. She, I mean, she's just a she's just a bit of a legend. What we're looking at there is a pioneer, people. She absolutely. I'd listen to what pioneer. she says. Yeah. Um, well, so here's the thing. Right. Both of them won this weekend, as I said. Uh, Southampton... Oh God, it's so complicated in the order, right? How do you remember which one's which? Southampton Women's FC. When it's FC at the end... Yeah. They are the non-Southampton FC affiliated team. They've got their own ends. And the other one? Southampton FC Women, where it's women at the end. Because are... it's Southampton FC and they just added the yeah, women. Yeah, great. Yeah. Women yeah. are the least important part of that structure. <laughs> yeah, So exactly. they put it at the end. They run it out of the end. So they both won through. They're both through to the fourth round of the cup. Uh, unlike in the men's version, uh, it's the fourth round where the big teams come in. Okay. And they both have... Are they uh, going to play each other? They ha- I'll get to that. You've jumped the gun. With oh my god! So uh, <laughs> they both got through to the third round. Uh, the, the the sorry, the fourth round. Uh, the uh, the male affiliated team yeah. are playing at home to Coventry, who are from the division above. They're okay. from the championships. So that's a big tie for them. Right. And the non male affiliated team, the one with all the history and all the FA Cups. Yeah. yeah. They're playing at home to Crystal Palace, who are also from that's the winnable. So it's possible that they'll both get through those home ties. And so who knows? Maybe <laughs> fifth round, Southampton versus Southampton. That would be exciting. Oh my um, God, could, I would could love, we go? love, love that. If Southampton that. play Southampton in the fifth round of the cup, oh my God. Have to go. Can who you tell you me? I'd support Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, um, really sadly, in 2019, last year, uh, Southampton Saints... Girls and Ladies FC. OMG. Uh, disbanded after another 40 oh, years. No. They would have been in the FA Cup three Southamptons. Four if you include the men's team, but who's counting? Uh, <laughs> so, to end on uh, this classic worldie, which has come out of something that happened this week, which was basically the BBC pointing out that there were two Southamptons in the FA Cup draw. But uh, to end on this classic worldie, um, I, I'm going to tell you that they are. First and second in the third tier of English fo- of English women's footballs in the Women's National League Division One Southwest. Uh, they're first and second. Guessing who's first? I'm going to go with our one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Southampton. You are correct. Ah, Southampton. The Southampton, Southampton Women's FC. Southampton Women's FC See? are yeah. first. And yes. Southampton, Southampton FC women have, have had a million pounds of investment. Boom. Uh, from the male club. Uh, from the male club. They're also. Uh, one of the very few teams at that level to have a shirt sponsor. They're sponsored by Virgin oh. Media. Like, they're going to overtake the Yeah, I don't like that. Our team hasn't got any money. They've true. got the money from the men's team. Yeah, um, but they're they're going to hold on. Scabs. They're going to come up. We love an underdog. I mean, I'll... The I'll, movie will... It'll be fine. I'll finish by telling you what the result was earlier in the season. But before I do that, this is a great quote from Vice Captain Kelly Warren to BBC Sport. Kelly Warren. The amount of people... <laughs> the amount of people that get us mixed up it's strange but we just do what we have to do and make sure people will know we're the most successful team in Southampton go on Kel in the back of our minds we're so proud to say we're a team that have won it eight times yeah. hopefully the future holds good things for us as well as the other clubs but it doesn't seem doesn't really get spoken about that much in the dressing room because this season in terms of our cup run we see it as the first we've been in the competition in our recent years as part of the history of Southampton Women's FC come on Kelly Come Love on, it. Kelly. Love Lead them all away. So finally, would you like to know what the score was when they played for the first time ever, Southampton versus Southampton, earlier in the season? And it yeah, was only more, the first time because they because were they, a the new time, team? Or yeah, they were the... a new team. They weren't in this division. The, 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 the male affiliated team weren't in this division until this year. Okay. 
So I want to know desperately. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be something amazing, like five four. It was Southampton nil. Southampton nil. <gasps> oh. ah. And that is this week's classic worldie, a tale of two Southamptons. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. <laughs> Liverpool are still unbeaten after their festive fixture pile-up that the boys spoke about in the Christmas special. They won the Club World Cup with their first team, lost in the League Cup with their reserve team, and halfway through the season have won all their games apart from one, which they didn't even lose! Jurgen Klopp, what a babe, has described their pile-up and the festival football period in general in the UK as not good for relationships and not good for mine. <laughs> Wendy Reynard has lost her trophy for being named in FIFA's Team of the Year after she left it on a train. The bag she misplaced was retrieved, but when she opened it, the trophy had been stolen. She's appealed for its return, so fingers crossed everybody. Ronaldo just keeps breaking records, doesn't he? In scoring a hat-trick for Juventus this week, he became the first player to score at least one goal in each of the last 18 years, but he can be matched by just two players still playing, the geriatrics Joaquin and Claudio Pizarro, who are 38 and 41 years old and still going. And finally, in the Sheffield United filed game in the FA Cup, there was a rather unique moment of drama at halftime as the assistant ref was struck down by illness. An appeal was put on the tannoy. Is there a qualified referee in the house? Up stepped teenager Tyler Mackin, a United fan from the stands who'd already refed a local match that morning. Good on you, Tyler. And that was the absolute worldy football bulletin. Whoa, go back there. And that was the absolute... Oh, why can't I say that? And that was the. <laughs> you said absolutely. <laughs> no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And that was the absolute worldy football bulletin. What you need to know this week to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. The first absolute worldy football podcast of a new decade. We're decade. in the 20s. <laughs> decade? Why do you say decade? It's like what they do on absolute radio. It's Matt Berry. Yeah. Oh, Matt Berry saying, best music from the previous decade. What do you think uh, the best music from this decade is going to be? Oh, trap. Oh, I'm so out of it. <laughs> Why did I try and say that? okay. Something? I was going to say grime. <laughs> <laughs> grime is so tense. Pop's coming back. Billie Eilish. That's not pop, is really. Is that pop? That's new pop. I guess. New pop within you? Like new rave? Yeah. I just want Lizzo and Janelle Monet to make music. I saw Lizzo at Glastonbury. Shut and your she mouth. Is an absolute delight. Ugh. She she generally is delightful. She She's married great. herself She's on del- stage. Delightful. Amy? Yes. It's good to have you back as always. I'm loving it. What are you up to in this new year? Uh, I'm doing a play. Exciting. I know, I've been employed. <laughs> it's very Where exciting. can the listener come and watch us play? So very exciting. It opens next Tuesday, which is the 14th of yes, January. Say, definitely yeah, definitely put a date on, because yeah, you never know. You don't know when this is coming out. We're very bad at the uh, older editing straight away. Yeah, so we've got two previews on the 14th and 15th, and then open officially on the 16th of January until the 1st of February. What's it called? It's called Hamlet Rotten States. Mm. So it is a uh, retelling of William Shakespeare's classic, Hamlet. Um, and uh, three actors playing all the parts. That's a lot of parts. And it, well, maybe not. Some of your favourites might have been cut. Hamlet. Hamlet. Hamlet Millhouse, you're cut. <laughs> um, no, it's a bit of a rework. For example, you know when 
you're both actors. When you, you do a job and you turn up and you've got it all in your head and then it all goes out the window the second you're there. Basically, the players arrive at Elsinore thinking they're about to do this play. Not going to happen. Sick. Things are afoot. It all goes up in the air. It's Where very is exciting, it? very fun. At the Hope Theatre in Islington. Oh. It's very funny. It's very the fast. Upper street. It's mischievous. I'm enjoying it immensely. Whenever I'm on Upper Street, I think the people that live here must be I quite know. happy. They must be so happy. I don't think they are. Why? Just You're living it. next to a canal. You've got all the shops you could want. Oh, there's a nice vibe. Is the canal the main thing you take away from Upper Street? Amy loves a canal. I love a canal. What do you love about canals? Also, so where's peaceful. the canal? The canal? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It runs underneath Upper Street. Literally oh, go yeah. down. On that side, sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> does Newbridge have a canal? Uh, we have a river, thank you very much. <laughs> the original canal. Uh, the river Liffey, the only river that anyone outside Ireland may have heard yeah, that of. That goes through Dublin. It does indeed. That's why it goes out it. to the sea at Dublin. Most rivers do. They do. Well, no, just that one. <laughs> just that one. This, is, this episode has very much been uh, a football sandwich. <laughs> Nonsense either side of some football in the middle. Well, that sounds like every football match I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a pint? No, I'm not drinking at the minute. <laughs> this is, That's what it is. This is sober me. Right, we're all going to go get a pint. I'm trying to have fun. I'm trying to have fun. No, um, I'm joking. New joking. decade, new yes. start for us, but pretty much same old, same old, because mm-hmm. I have loved every second of this. Mm-hmm. It's been lovely. Gaelic football correspondent, will you come back in season five or probably before the end of season four? Oh, bloody better. Oh, and also, thank you for doing our bulletin that they just listened to. Oh, you're welcome. I do love a bulletin. I used to give them out, the parish bulletin. Put them in letterboxes. Slightly different. <laughs> it is a bit different. But equally as enjoyable. Yeah, and one time, me and my brother were having a water fight, and I was on the roof, and the bulletin man came to deliver the bulletins, and I was on the roof of our house with a water um, balloon ready to get my brother. And he saw a different side of you that day. And the man just nodded and left the bulletins and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. He knew. He knew. He didn't want to ruin it. Oh, anecdote <laughs> for the decade. Goodbye, listener. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> that was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Kyle Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janoj Wazowski and Amar Chada Patel. Absolute Worldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeger, who designed our beautiful logo. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow us at Worldy Podcast. Goodbye. Who are 38 and 48. 48? Who are 38? <laughs> I'm going to go back. Uh, <laughs>